The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. This is Greg Olson, and I'm thrilled to introduce my new podcast, TE1. TE1 will chronicle a 60-year evolution of the tight end position, from its origins as an obscure, overlooked blocking role to the versatile superstar position that it is today. I'll explore the evolution of the position through conversations with some of the all-time game-changing tight ends. And just like the incredible tight ends we sit down with on my new show, the Chevy Silverado is in a league of its own. This truck is all about grit, strength, and dependability. The same attributes it takes to be a tight end. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, BronxPinstripes.com proudly brings to you the most exciting Yankees podcast in the world, George's Box. Welcome back to George's Box. I'm JJ. I'm Nick. And it's a pretty shitty night to be a Yankee fan. We're recording this. It's the bottom of the ninth inning right now. We're down 8-4. There's two outs. Mike Ford pinch hitting didn't didn't change things. Wasn't the spark we were looking for. (laughs) No. Um, I mean... Just didn't have it tonight. Just did not have it tonight at all. Third year in a row that we got punched in the mouth in a do or die swing game three by a hated rival. Boston beat us 16 to one in that game three uh, in 2018. Uh, The Astros punched us in the mouth last year in game three of the ALCS. and, And tonight the Rays absolutely punched us in the mouth. At some point, you're just not good enough. And I know the umps have been bad. Boone's made bad decisions, Cashman, whatever. The players just simply haven't been good enough, and it sucks to lose to all the teams that you hate. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, that's one of the things about every game this year was you obviously had, like, with the condensed schedule, it was dramatically more of, like, your division rivals, so it let that fire, like, really get going. And then to come out, and, like, at times I just think, like, I'm worried about the Rays in the playoffs. What world do I live in? Never would have seen this coming. And it, it's not even like they're losing close games. They're getting they're getting totally punked. And 
Look, there's been some adversity. There have been some bad calls. We'll, we'll talk about the umpiring. But championship teams battle through adversity. Championship teams find out a way to, to grind through at bats, to overcome tough situations, whereas us, we get a bad call and Tanaka lets up a three-run homer and the game's over. Like That's the difference between him and, and Andy Pettit or go back to whoever, David Wells, I, I don't know, to reminisce on the glory days. But those guys, those late 90s teams, even early 2000s, they found ways – to get through adversity and these guys just roll over it's apparent all right let's talk about the call i don't think it was a bad call i think it was low the the three two from tanaka that was a strike that was low you thought that was a ball i could see it either way but I, i think it was low See, I thought that was a strike. It was such a big swing to me. I actually wasn't upset about the void. And we lost. Everybody else, yeah, it's over. We lost. Uh, yeah, shocker. Everybody yeah. was bitching about the 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 three zero to void, the three one to void, whatever. I thought those were really good pitches by a really good pitcher, Charlie Morton, who paints the corners, and then Voit got a ball right down the middle and he grounded it to short. So I wasn't at upset at, at those ones. I was upset at the Tanaka one. And but look, Tanaka, you can't let up a, a three run cock shot to Kevin Kiermeyer no. after that. No, you can't. You're giving it up to the bottom of the order. Um, like you can't. You do it to yourself. I mean, you didn't go out there and give us four innings of five-run ball because of just that pitch. You just you didn't have it tonight, and you couldn't battle through to give us playoff Tanaka. And there we go. We've used every every catchphrase about him. Paying twenty-five million a year, you expect a lot more. We deserve a lot more. I mean, I look at the seven-year. $155 million contract. I'm not trying to be dramatic, but I don't really look at it as a success like everybody else does. He had a, he had a nice couple of playoff starts, a couple of good moments, but he was a like me, you, my dad have said on here, he's been basically been a 500 pitcher for those seven years. Uh, the tail end of it, he's been Hap. <laughs> Statistically. It sucks, man. The, and the Rays have such a better rotation than us. I mean, I mean come on, Snell glass now and morton back to back and we go cole a, a weirdo bullpen game and then a washed up to knock it's not even a fair fight rotation wise okay but what if montgomery just shoves tomorrow <laughs> you couldn't even say that with a straight face no but what if he does I'd be shocked. I would be shocked. I'll come on here tomorrow night and eat crow and say I was wrong. I have no, I have no confidence in this guy. I, I think he's going to let up a three-run jack in the first inning. I, I really do. The, the, what about him gives you any kind of confidence? I don't know. I watched a lot of Disney movies as a kid. You know, the trash-kicking, field-goal-picking Philadelphia phenomenon. Maybe he does. Maybe he All right. Maybe he doesn't shut. Maybe it's not like eight innings of shutout ball. Maybe he gives up two runs over five innings and our bats fucking show up against. I mean, they're probably going to throw a bullpen game at us. Yeah, they are. And Castillo probably won't be available. Uh, Fairbanks will be available. They threw Curtis tonight. The, the Rays have used a bunch of their arms. I guess there is a chance that Gumby Gumby goes out with a good game. Davey comes in for an inning or two. And then Britton and Chapman. I mean, maybe they can go two innings each. They haven't really pitched I at mean, all here. If we go out, we score like seven runs, which we can do. This lineup can do that. Some of these guys look fucking lost, though. I mean, Judge had that hit at the end, but like he looks absolutely lost. Sanchez, not not a starter anymore. 
it's pathetic. And let's talk about, let's hone in on judge for a second. This is a guy. And, and I usually, I call my dad before every game. We talk a little bit and, and what that he surprises said, me zero. <laughs> of course. <laughs> what, what, what he said to me tonight was basically what we said the other night was the judge has all these quotes, the boom box. He talked all that shit on Houston. You know, the regular season is the preseason, whatever the fuck he said. And he came out and he shit the bed in the DS. And this guy has done nothing. He had a lucky catch tonight. You know, that was cool. That was exciting for five minutes, but his at-bats have been awful. He had chances to do damage, and he did nothing. And you want to talk all that game, you don't show up. You, you barely play in the regular season. And this this guy is supposed to be our captain, our leader. Our <laughs> It's a joke. It's – he's not – He's he's not representing for any of the people who are like, doesn't matter that he misses all season. He's there in the playoffs. Right, right. That's the thing, man. We're healthy and, like, getting our asses kicked. It's it's really tough. And during the regular season, we had that built-in excuse of, like, every time we lost, we could, you know, use the injury excuse. And now we really don't have that. Yeah, I mean, it's – there were obviously were still some injuries and, and nagging stuff at the end of last year, but – it's kind of like when we got to the playoffs, and she's like, oh, Gary can't hit, Edwin can't hit. Like, everybody's just an out all of a sudden. Um, and, you know, some of the at-bats, I mean, like, Voight, you know, Voight, you're trying to do too much up there. He's Everything. been a black hole this series. He really he, has. I don't think he – I think it's, it's home run or bust now. There's no base hits. There's no doubles. I think he's afraid of having to run, so he doesn't want to hit a double. Because <laughs> the foot stuff. Do you? And I know it's unrelated. Do you think that the the Hap Davy thing, even though it's unrelated, do you think that affected the offense because they basically haven't gotten any hits since that happened? No, no. I just think Glasnow's a good pitcher. Um, yeah, I think he's yeah he's just they ran into a really good pitcher yesterday. They saw a prime bullpen. And then they couldn't get it going today. Just couldn't, couldn't get it going at all against. I mean, they had Morton on the ropes. We had the bases loaded. This could have been over. I thought this was going to be over real quick. It's the same story. How many chances did we have to blow games open against the Astros last year? And they popped up or, or Didi flies out the first pitch or whatever. Like you just seen this so many times. and It's the fourth year in a row getting your asses kicked by a rival. And it, it's becoming embarrassing, man. It, it really is. We got, we've gotten our asses kicked by the three teams that we talk all this shit with, that we're always sparring with, that we're supposed to be the big bad Yankees. And, and just to get punched in the mouth, man, it, it hurts. It does. And there's always like a guy who comes out of nowhere. <sighs> yeah. Like, Randy Arenz and Renaria. Like, uh, now this guy's going to haunt my fucking... He's going to haunt me. He's going to be around. Like, how long is he on the race? How do we get him to the Brewers? You know, it's funny. The, the Cardinals traded him to the Rays, and Bob Nightingale actually tweeted that he's a free agent in 2026. So let's let's put a little uh, Outlook calendar oh, reminder. God in damn it. Dude, and the Rays are smarter than us. They're doing the four out, the four man outfield thing. Of course, that works. Their their analytics department is way ahead of ours. When Kiermaier came sliding in on that ball, that's always a base hit. A lot of times, a double. I was just like, we just got nerded. Not only are they just beating us at baseball, they're also nerding the shit out of us. Their shifts are better. Kevin Cash is a way better manager than Boone. I mean, that, that's obvious. But their analytics department, despite us having probably 10 times the budget, 
as those guys. It's just they're just way sharper. That they're they're smarter than us. That's all it is. They're a better organization right now. They really are, man. I hate admitting that, but they kicked our ass in the regular season. They they have a ninety million dollar payroll and they win ninety games every year. They're just really really sharp. They find talent. They find young talent, and it comes through like every time. Every time. And then they just trade them off and start again. I know. It's brutal. And and the worst part is we were so set up this year with the Astros. You know, we take Cole. Then Verlander goes down. Now Granky's down. I mean, if you're telling me we get an ace ALCS with them without any of those three, I, I'm kicking my feet up. And, and the one team that was going to give us problem is the Rays. And, of course, they do it in every year it feels like that. Every year it feels like, all right, there's one team that, that can beat us. And if we can just get past this team – we got it, and we always lose to said team. Yeah, it does feel like you're running into the same thing. I mean, it used to feel like that when we'd run into the Indians, like back in the 90s. Um, we ran into Detroit a bunch of times mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. in the aughts. Yeah, you always find that, t- you know, it feels like it's just repetitive. But I don't know. I'm tr- I'm trying to be optimistic because – like for the next loss and it's done then we just what do you what do we do with our time what do- i i you know what i knew this was going to come up so the first time that i think me and you not to get overly whatever on here the first time i think we actually kind of got close was on the way back from that tanaka debacle last year yep. we went to game four i had a bunch of drinks we got our asses kicked and me and you both kind of knew the season was over, and I, you know, you you had me at my most vulnerable point that I'll yeah. be at all year, and I, I, you know, open it up a little bit, and we're both sad, and it feels like we're just doing that now, virtually, a yeah. year later. No, I. You see, the difference is you still think we have a chance. I, I really don't, because I think if it's not a matter of we have a chance, because like everyone has a chance until you're eliminated, but it's not like we're down three one. We're down 2-1. We could get lucky tomorrow. It could be Montgomery shoves, but it could just be that we get lucky. We could go out there. Montgomery could get through a first inning, and then we can go out and throw up three runs. And then you're starting to cruise a little bit. You have the bullpen ready. You're on a short leash because it's an elimination game. You get through it. You don't, And then you know maybe you tack on another run here or there. You end up giving up a run here or there. But you end up getting that buffer and like a quick start all of a sudden not only could get us over whatever Montgomery would do, over being down to one, and then it's Cole Snell on short rest and let's go. That's what we fucking paid for. And we have all the momentum. You're right. Going yeah. to a game five and their bullpen will be burned out. I, I hear you, but I just it's it's almost impossible for me to sit here and imagine a scenario where we're leading after nine tomorrow night with with Montgomery and going up against the Rays relievers. Did they look so, they just looked defeated. Like did, did anybody other than Stanton, any of the position players give you any sort of hope tonight? He's the only one doing anything. No, they all look absolutely lost. <laughs> Terrible man. And and Boone's going to say they're going to try to turn the corner and tomorrow's a new day. But I just, I've never seen these guys come back from something like this and, and actually respond to adversity. I mean, we're, we're a streaky team. So we, you know, we won our three big. Now we lost two, and we just got to hope that it's not three. You, I mean, 
Yeah. <laughs> All Gotta we get- can do is hope because here's the thing. Like if I if we stop believing in them now, well, then it's just over. We can't reset it. Like during the season, there are so many times like they went on those terrible losing streaks. And it's easy to just be like, yeah, fuck them. Their season's over because you know what? They'll be there in two days. You know, they'll be there. They won't be there if we give up on them this time. They need us. It's like uh, like Peter Pan and Tinkerbell. Yeah, we, we can't give up on them, and we can't give up on restaurants either. You've counted on restaurants. Now they're counting on you. And while their dining rooms may be closed, they're still open for delivery with DoorDash. DoorDash is the app that brings you the food you're craving right to your door. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. Choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, Wendy's, and the Cheesecake Factory. Many of your favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery, too. Just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local spot, and your food is on its way. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code BLUEWIRE. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code BLUEWIRE. Don't forget that's code BLUEWIRE for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. The wait is finally over and football is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Don't forget to use promo code BlueWire at betonline.ag. That's BlueWire, all one word. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. You still seem pretty optimistic, man. I, I got to be honest. I feel like we're getting ready for a funeral, and, and I feel like you still have some hope here. It's all we got. <laughs> You're right. All we got is hope. Dude, because think about it. Even All right. You want to get fucking emotional about baseball? Let's do it. Dude, after this, it just starts getting dark at like 4 o'clock because farmers used to exist. It gets cold. We're going to be back in our houses all the time because fucking COVID is out there. So, you know, who knows where it's going to go, but you're not going to want to be packed in small places, restaurants, bars. Probably won't be sure. full capacity yeah. in, in, oh, in where we live in major cities. I know it is per, you know, whatever is best for where you are. Yeah. But, um... We got this election. There's going to be, you know, who knows what the hell's going on there. This is it. We got baseball. It's much it. better over here. It's yeah. much better having baseball. <laughs> You're right, man. And I, I really hope they. I really hope they can keep the season going tomorrow. And 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 look, they could come out and somebody could hit a three run homer. And the first thing, and all of a sudden, I'm singing a different tune. It's the same thing. Like when we were doing this, when I remember when we were when I was at the beach and I was like, they were on that seven game losing streak. Yep. And it's like all it takes is not even a win. All it takes is a lead. And I will flip the switch, but it's just tough to envision it right now. It really is. They hit a a three-run homer tomorrow. Voight hits one in the first inning. And that's it. We're winning the World Series. <laughs> and it's back on. It definitely reminds me, man, of when going to game – when I was on the way to game five last year, the last game that we went to, and I felt like I was on the way to a funeral, and they ended up – they did win, and Hicks, who I never thought would do anything, hit that three-run homer off Verlander, which I, I still don't believe. Yeah, <laughs> that he did that. So it could be, it could be one of those tomorrow. And that's, I mean, and then we've got Cole. Like that's the thing is, right, yeah. we, then we've got Cole. 
And this is what, you know, this is what you pay Cole for. And the offense would be better because they just woke up to win game four. So, you you know, it's the whole momentum. Turn it around in the first three innings tomorrow. No, you're right. In a game five, all the pressure would be on the Rays because they had the lead. They were up 2-1 and they blew it and then they'd be, you know, they'd be pretty nervous. And I don't think Blake Snell physically or mentally is built to come back on three days rest. I think these will be back-to-back bullpen games by the Rays. There is no way that, that Snell He, he can't go. He could maybe come back, but he's only got like three innings in him. Maybe an opener, but this is a guy that rarely even throws 100 pitches and he looked he looked shaken up on the mound in game game one. It looked like he didn't sleep all night. He looked terrible. He was talking to himself. I'm just not scared of him at all, but the Rays hitters are just, they're squaring us up. They're squaring everything up. I don't know. I think if Blake Snell is a Cy Young Award winner in an elimination game five, he's there. You think he's going to pitch? You can't. You can't be that guy. Talk shit on Twitch about I'm not taking less money. Da 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 da, and then say there's not any gas in the tank. Even if he if he's got three innings in him, four innings in him, whatever. If he's got fifty pitches in him, whatever that may get him, you take that. Yeah, and I guess we would be, we would be favored at a game five. So you're already you're already walking me back off the ledge. This is this is interesting. I I just. I don't know, man. M- Montgomery. You can't d- save him for game six. You nah. can't save him for game six. No, no. They, they, I guess I guess they do have a chance. It's, it's hard, and I know we were talking about it earlier before we went live here. Is when you asked me to do this show, I was like, when I was thinking about it, I was like, this is the only downside is going to have to come on and react live and raw after a brutal back-breaking playoff loss, and we're doing it. Yeah, and – Trevor Bauer just tweeted, kind of looks like the at Yankees could use some more starting pitching. Interesting. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I would give I would let Tanaka and Paxton walk. I think that's 36 million combined and just Venmo that right over to Trevor Bauer, <laughs> dude. Uh, I mean, he makes a compelling case. He does, and let's talk about the rotation for a second because think about what this rotation was supposed to be when we were dreaming back in February. It was supposed to be Cole, Severino, Paxton, and Tanaka. And then we come into the playoffs, and it's it's basically Cole, Tanaka, and Prey. Just yeah. not what we were expecting. No, not at all. Not at all. And we thought it was going to be a regular season, so we would have had Herman back for half a, half a year. Yeah, uh, him too. Man. Like just it you know, hurt. another arm. Because at this point, it's just like arms. We're just like, oh, are you blonde and doughy? You're in the bullpen, <laughs> dude. Nick Nelson, Mike King, and there's definitely one more that I'm forgetting. They all look the same. Yeah, they just look like big, like doofy. Like they all went to Notre Dame. It's just. <laughs> And it pisses me off when like we we can't get outs in high leverage situations, but then when we're down six, Nick Nelson comes in and strikes out the side. Like it's just like, of course, you know. Yeah. No, I mean, do you, do you think this was Tanaka's last game in pinstripes? Yeah, I, I do. If I, provided we don't advance. Yeah, I, I don't see how you can make a compelling case to bring him back he 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 relies so much on precision and, and pinpoint accuracy due to his lack of velocity he has so little margin for error and i just 
I'm tired of seeing him just try and piece it together. Uh, give me a stuff guy. Give me like a high upside guy with better stuff that's not battle tested or veteran presence or whatever. And I'd rather take my chances on a high upside guy. I think we're lucky to get through this seven years without Tommy John. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Can't believe he didn't have it. Uh, Kevin Cash said he's not fully convinced that Cole's not going to pitch tomorrow. Wow. Interesting. Two days rest. No, no, Montgomery's pitching. Yeah. Cole, I could see Cole being available. I mean, everyone's available tomorrow. Yes. Everyone, everyone probably except for Tanaka is available tomorrow. I, I don't think they go on two days rest. And, man, you got to think, and I know we've been playing like shit, but how would this series have played out with the two with the two scheduled off days? I mean, maybe it would be the same, but, but you just don't know. Yeah. I mean, it, it definitely – you know, it definitely changes things in terms of just availability for, you know, tomorrow to have anything. Um, but, yeah, you've got to throw, you know, you've got to throw everything at it tomorrow. If there ends up being a situation where it's like, I don't know, it's coal or go home, then, yeah, everyone's available. No, you're right. And then if you had to pick one area, starting pitching, bullpen, lineup, umpiring, any, you could pick any factor – what do you think is the number one factor for us being down two one right now? Um, I, I I think it's the lineup because, and it's because we expect so much of them. You know, yeah, we scored we scored four runs tonight. We had seven hits. And it's not a terrible night. Like the pitching could have been stronger, but. There's opportunities that where you know we're we're leaving guys on base, so it's not like oh we're just getting what we can. We're missing on the opportunities. Like the clutch factor is not there. Yeah, and the chances to do damage, like even judges sack fly. I mean, it was cool we tied it up, but dude, hit a double there, man. You want to be you want to be the rock star, the superstar, the MVP. Rip a double down the line for three runs because that's what Emmanuel. Armin Zola, I can't even come close to pronouncing his name. Like that's what those guys are doing in those spots, and we're hitting sack flies. Yeah, it's we need someone to just we need someone to bust it open, and we need someone to bust it open with not just a home run. Like we need a double with the base, like a back breaking two out, yes, two yeah. out, three run double. Something that gives everyone else reason to like believe in themselves and believe in the team and believe that, Hey, we can do this because it's easy to get down on yourselves now. Very easy. Do you think they were smelling themselves, the offense a little too much after the two Cleveland games and game one? Cause it seems like they've just kind of petered out since then. And they, it's almost like they peaked in Cleveland. Yeah. I mean, it looks like everyone's swinging for their baseball card and not to make contact. Yeah, you know, just like yeah. these big, I just crushed it swings, but I missed it by a foot. Yeah, and another thing I noticed, uh, Hicks had an RBI double, and he stood there and pimped it and waited for it to land over the fence, and he he jogged the second where he could have been standing on third, and it's a little thing; it probably didn't affect the outcome of the game, but you know, Kevin Kiermeyer hits that ball, and he's sprinting balls to the wall and sliding into third and clapping like that. Almost sums up the difference between our two teams yeah no i i thought that uh as well about hicks i was like what are you doing there why are you standing down yeah yeah (laughs) 
What are you doing? You could, you're fast. You're a fast guy. You're one of the fast ones that we have. You know, you're the center fielder. That's a fast Wait. position. Run. Leads into, leads into another problem is that we have zero team speed. Our, our infielders, we have the slowest infielders ever. They are all below average speed. Uh, Hicks is not a fast center fielder. Judge, I don't know if he's not hustling or he's cat Judge, hurts. He, he, he can't, can't be running, running right now. Yeah, he can't. He can't be running full speed right now. But the Rays, are way, the Rays are way quicker than us, man. Like that. You. That's another thing you know. Oh, they better. just they won't shut up about the Rays run game that they didn't put in until the last week of August. They just that's they just kept saying that. Well, the Yankees played them early in the season, and you know they really they installed the run game. Late in the season, late the last week of August, so they've just been off and running all of September. They talk about it every game. I hate national uh, broadcasts. Dude, they they all hate us. I thought it was just a Smoltz thing, and I think part of it is that the Yankees and I kind of love this move that our players refuse to wear microphones, which which I love. Like it's a playoff game, not the fucking home run derby. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm fine with them not not wearing. But I think the if they wore them, I'd be fine. Yeah. No, I mean, I don't know if I buy into the, like, everyone hates us thing. I just think they're uninformed about the team. Like, you just imagine you didn't pay attention all the time to everything that they do. Think about, like, there is not a thing that happens in the Yankees world that you don't know about. Right. Like, you see every news story. You know everything that's going on. You know why a guy's limping, how long he's been limping. You've self-diagnosed, and someone like you has probably been on WebMD just yep. to double-check. You know, watch every YouTube video that's like, well, when this guy tore his ACL and, you know, all that shit. The oblique injury. I remember I used to watch for the judge um, oblique injury. I was just watching YouTube videos about them. <laughs> just learning everything. Trying to calculate based on his size. Compared to like the the athlete that they used as like the model, and I was just like, "Fuck, I think he's going to be out longer." I've done way too many self-diagnosing of injuries of their injuries, not even my own. I know we're all over the place here, but I have another question for you. Do you think that the savages in the box episode rant, whatever, has caused permanent? bad calls and permanent damage because it, it really feels like this isn't a coincidence it feels like we don't get every single close call and it seems like that might have just really pissed off the umpires union no i just think they're bad at their job i don't okay. think it's uh i don't think it's like a conscious effort i mean i'm sure there are some umpires who do not like the yankees or do not like specific people on the yankees like i'm sure there are guys who didn't like cc there might mm-hmm. be guys you know who don't like Judge, you know, I could see like some old guy being like, "Oh, this gap tooth hot shot," you know, "fuck you, Jersey Mike," or whatever, and you know, we'll call a low pitch on him. But I don't know that anyone holds like a grudge about that. I think they're, you know, the numbers are there. Like they're just not doing a good job. Like as a whole, we only see that it in our games and there are ones on like in the Indians series where we were getting calls not as egregious or as what we you know has happened to us but like it you know it just happens sometimes they're just not good you're right and I agree that they're bad overall but part of the reason I asked that question is there was an article from Clapkish basically that said the Yankees 
uh, compared to other teams that he's seen when they're hanging out in the dugout. They chirp a lot. They're very loud. They're very boisterous. And I'm just, I don't know. I just wonder, and look, I have way too much time on my hands to think about shit like this, but I just wonder if there's any kind of carryover effect. And, and you do see them chirping a lot. So it's just, it's just something I've thought about. Yeah, I mean, I think we also have, I, I wonder if the success of Savage is in the box and glorifying Gardner banging his bat last season became, you know, like gave Gardner, I mean, Gardner will mouth off to fucking anybody all the time. Like he's got a very short fuse the late, late in his career. Like he's always been a fiery guy, but he's quick to do it. It's almost like he's trying to get tossed sometimes. Yes, he is. And it's gotten, it's, it's gotten more pronounced as he's gotten older. I totally agree. So, you know, you wonder if that, you know, gives this like false confidence to that you can ride the umpires and the umpires know that there's already been an incident with you where maybe things were, you know, in that case, the umpire, you know, was clearly making bad calls. They know all they know all of this. So it's like, ah, oh, we kind of owe him one. All right. Now we're letting him go too far. Now I don't like that guy. Yeah, no, it could be could definitely be true with Gardner and, and maybe maybe a few others. Um, definitely concerned. I'm, I'm, are we allowed to be concerned about Chad Green? What did he let up to or three runs? He's supposed to be our, our ace reliever. I know that the game was kind of already over at this point, but it's like if we can't count on him. <laughs> I mean, is he supposed to be our ace reliever or is it just like by default because no one else, you know, Batances is gone. Canely's gone. I feel like Green is the most hyped and the most trusted of all of all the relievers. Maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like he gets. But a, he's hyped he gets, by us. We're the ones who hype him. Like it's yeah. just us in our echo chamber saying <laughs> he doesn't make a lot of money. It's not like he's making ten million a year and do that. Like he makes no money. He goes out there and just fucking throws a billion pitches every year because it's like I don't know, Green. Maybe we need an out. Maybe we need six innings. Who knows? Yeah, no, he's he's definitely not making money. And of Paxton, Severino, and Canley, who do you who do you think they miss the most? Um, I mean, if Severino is going to be Severino, I think it's Severino. But you know, Canley. Uh, yeah, no, I think it's I think it's Severino. I don't yeah. think it's Paxton. No, me me too. I I think it's Sevy too. But I also think I could have totally seen, you know, Sevy's healthy and he was pitching tonight five runs in, in four innings. Yeah, that, that wouldn't have shocked me either. It's not like he's been a dominant postseason pitcher, man. It's just like all these guys, it seems like they can't put it together in the playoffs and, and windows don't stay open forever. This isn't and I hate when people act like we have this young team that's gonna be around forever. Most of these guys are in their prime. The time to win was last year, the year before now. This window is not gonna stay open for that long, I don't think. No, because we don't have Another Gary Sanchez, Aaron Judge, Clint Frazier, Severino. We don't have all these guys in the minor leagues. They are minor. We don't have the best minor league system. Yeah, it's the Martian and that and and his friends. <laughs> yeah, and he's 17 years old. So who knows? Right now, it really feels like with him, Hicks will play center field for another two or three years, and and then he'll come up. We're getting we're getting way too ahead of ourselves, but got to come out absolutely have to come out tomorrow and they have to take a lead it's something that they weren't able to do in either of the losses they, they absolutely have to score in the first inning and, and get a lead i think we're not winning tomorrow in the ninth inning 
Tomorrow's not a walk-off. Yeah. It's gotta be like an eight-two, eight-three. And look, if we get up early, the Rays will will they'll play conservative and they'll probably save a lot of their relievers for game five. This is a game where if we get up early, we could bury him and take all that momentum back. All right, I'm back on board. All right. Well, there we go. Nick's on board. You can follow him on Twitter. At Ed Kirby NYY. Follow me at JJ from the Bronx. Follow the show at George's Box Pod. Uh, listen, we just we get it fired up early. Cold game five. We'll see you at the parade. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.